Welcome to the Active Advisor Podcast, brought to you by Harbor Capital. Join us as we learn from pros who have helped thousands of investors live better lives. I'm Brian Moore, and I'll be chatting with some of the brightest minds in the financial advisory business, bringing you insights on practice management and investment research that works for advisors and their clients. My co-host for this episode is J.R. Shields, who's a fellow colleague of mine at Harbor Capital. J.R. is VP and Business Development Manager and a certified ETF advisor. Thanks for joining us, JR. Sure. Thanks, Brian. Joining me today on this episode of the Active Advisor Podcast is Taylor A. Nisi, CFP. Taylor is a founder of Pleasant Street Wealth Advisors. Taylor is also a certified financial planner who focuses on providing high-impact advice and guidance to individuals, businesses, and families. The team at Pleasant Street Wealth Advisors is on a mission to help more people have confidence, peace of mind, and clarity in their financial life. When their clients reach that level of confidence and peace of mind in their financial life, they can spend more time and energy on the people and passions that bring them joy. Pleasant Street calls that experiencing your wealth's possibilities. Welcome, Taylor, and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Brian. Glad to be here. So, Taylor, we're going to ask you a couple of questions here to start. Opening question is kind of something we always like to start with, really kind of what is the first memory you have related to money or investing? That's a great question. So my first money memory is actually uh, picking up crab apples on Cape Cod at my grandmother's house. She would pay us half a penny per crab apple. We would pick up a bunch of them and then take that money and go directly to the penny candy store and buy as much candy as we could. So that was my first idea of earning money, spending money, and how that works. And then my first investing memory while I was in college and the iPhone launched, I had a job working at a hedge fund as an analyst. And what that meant is I would literally call Apple stores around the nation and try to get a gauge of whether people were buying them or if BlackBerry was still going to remain the dominant smartphone. So that was my first experience of thinking about things through the investor's perspective. Excellent. I do miss a good BlackBerry. I can't lie. There's something tactile about the keys. So you're a co-founder of Pleasant Street Wealth Advisors, but you started your career at Wells Fargo. And so have you seen the advisor business from two totally different vantage points? What is it that's most meaningful or important to you about working in the independent structure? And what has been most surprising to you? You know, our mission at Pleasant Street is to help our clients have confidence, peace of mind, and clarity in their financial life. And we want to deliver value at every interaction. So we felt that the best venue for that is in the independent space. The wirehouses have a lot of things that they like done in a certain way, technologies that they like to use in a certain way. So the freedom of independence allows us to leverage the resources, whether it's the tools and vehicles we're using for the investor part of the equation, or the technology we're using to communicate with clients, how we communicate, and then also illustrating the ideas and the impact of the implementation of those ideas over a client's life. So really the flexibility of strategies, vehicles, and the flexibility with technology. And Taylor, I think you've done an excellent job of the branding around Pleasant Street Wealth Advisors. Do you mind just giving us a little insight into the significance of the pineapple on your logo? Sure. Yeah. So growing up in New England, you'd walk down any a street on Cape Cod or on any of the islands or anywhere really, and you'd see pineapples carved into doors and fence posts and things like that. You see it down in Charleston as well. And so this is something that I was always interested in asking about why. And the history behind that is in the 17th century, when we had you know very vibrant trade routes with other parts of the world, when a captain's ship came back and they had a successful trip, everyone was relatively healthy, they brought back goods and all that stuff, they would leave a pineapple on their doorstep to signal to the community, come on in, we want to share our prosperity with you. And so for us, the pineapple signals that to the world. 
We want to share our expertise. We want to share our knowledge. We want to help our clients prosper. And we want everybody to share in that with us. Wow. That's a great backstory. And um, I know you've got a baby on the way. Congratulations. I wanted to ask, how has impending parenthood changed your perspective at all in the way you advise clients on their financial planning or management? I'd say it's provided a new level of empathy for those young parents, you know, kind of understanding how they view the world and how they view situations. It's something that's always been important to us as financial planners. We always have to kind of have that long view, whether it's an individual or family or a business thinking about children or thinking about charity or thinking about other legacies that are important to them. So nothing's really changed on the planning side, but I'd say from a perspective side and having more empathy and understanding of what it's like to weigh some of those decisions as you design your estate, think about the benefits of insurance or structure a portfolio for the long term. That's great. Thanks for sharing. And I know you were a collegiate athlete and you continue to stay involved in coaching youth lacrosse. How have you drawn from your experience as an athlete in the work that you do today? I'd say it's you know understanding the importance of having a commitment to my craft. So whether it's coaching or playing sports, the best athletes I've ever been around are the people that love to practice. Not necessarily love to play the game, but love to practice. And I have that same attitude and mindset. You know, I love what I do. If you could see my office right here, this is a, a wall of books about taxes and insurance and investment strategies and really boring stuff for the average person, but I love it. You know, I got my CFP designation. I continue to pursue other designations. Right now I'm going through the certified exit planning certification to help with business owners as they exit. So I think it's having that dedication and commitment to always trying to improve my ability to serve my clients and deliver value. That's awesome. You may need some of those books on some of those late nights when your new baby won't go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about working only with clients where you can make a significant impact. What does that mean in practice? And does Pleasant Street have a typical client profile or focus either in your current book or as you build your book? Absolutely. Yeah. So we want to deliver value in every interaction. Even our prospecting process is designed to give people who come talk to us, we'll answer their biggest questions right away. They'll leave that process, whether they decide to join our firm or not, with a financial plan. You know, one-year plan of here's what you should go, go out and do it. And so, you know, that bleeds over into our practice in everything, whether it's the monthly newsletter, the webinars we do, or a client meeting. We want to be delivering value and helping people understand the world better. So how does that end up taking shape as in our clients? We have kind of three clients, I'd say right now, we've got folks who've been tremendous savers throughout their life, and they've done a great job. They've built up over half a million dollars of investable assets, and they're thinking about retirement. And that's where we can come in, right? There's a very different skill set and knowledge base you have to have for saving. And then also, how do we turn that into a tax-efficient portfolio design for longevity? And that's where we can come in and that level of complexity add a lot of value. Our second biggest client group is young, high-earning folks. As we talked about, life changes, right? You've got kids, you've got family. It's one thing when it's just you and there's not a lot to worry about. But as life grows and you deal with what we call the burden of success, so people who are in the highest tax bracket, equity compensation, partnerships at law firms or small financial firms, how do we navigate all those moving parts? And again, that's somewhere where we've got good systems and processes to help deliver value immediately. And then the last piece is working with business owners. You know, I don't think I've ever met a single business owner who, when we ask them about the economy getting challenging or challenges in their business, they've never had their employees miss a paycheck. But if things get tough, they miss a paycheck. So how do you navigate that type of stuff? How do you design benefit plans to attract and retain high-quality employees? And then ultimately, how do you decide to pass this thing you've spent your life basically another child? What do you do with it when you're ready to relax? 
So that's our other client base. But it's definitely three interesting avenues and I'm sure it keeps you very busy. Yes, it does. <laughs> so you founded the firm just a couple of years before the pandemic. How has COVID shaped the way you conduct business, whether acquiring new clients or servicing existing ones? Definitely technology. It was one of the drivers why we decided to go into the independent space. We could see what people were doing outside of the wirehouses. And that was to us was very exciting. So COVID for us was really just an affirmation, a theory that we had already had. And it's funny, you know, I'm here at a home office. We had looked into getting some office space pre-COVID. COVID happened. We didn't. We reached out to all of our clients and said, hey, if I got an office, would you come to it? And 99% of them said no. Now with technology, we can meet them where they are, when they want to. We can deliver interactive content and things like that, that they can watch whenever they want quickly. And it helps us, you know, deliver again, more value, be more educational, more transparent. People can access stuff much quicker on demand, as opposed to only seeing us in person at scheduled meetings. No, that's great. Looking out over the next two to three years, are there specific growth or other areas and goals you're focused on as a business? Yep. You know, this is a very human business. Again, getting to know people, understanding what's important to them, and then helping them make really impactful decisions that will have a huge impact on their lives and lives of others. So for us, it's continuing to build the team that can support that effort and continuing to find the right people that we can bring into these relationships and make them better, improve our client service, our client engagement, you know, more client events, things like that, to try to keep the support network in place and continue building a great client experience. Excellent. So you're active on LinkedIn. How do you think about content creation and having a social media presence or in the context of your goals for the business? For us, social media is really about staying top of mind and having a presence. I think these days, anyone, you know, even if a client that loves us refers us out and says, hey, you should go talk to Taylor the first thing that person's going to do is plug it into Google and see what they see. So right there, it's just kind of saying, you know, we're here. This is what we're all about. This is how we think about things. So I'd say that's really the biggest piece for us. It's more so that than actual client acquisition or anything. It's more just sharing our ideas and making sure people know what we're all about. That's awesome. Advisor guru Michael Kitches recently posted on LinkedIn a short list of the most important attributes of a good financial planner. organization accountability, objectivity, proactivity, education, and partnership. Knowing that all of these are of the utmost importance for long-term success, where do you think Pleasant Street shines the brightest? First, I want to say I love Michael Kitsis and all of the stuff he does. Second, I want to say that I would add two items to this list, communication and accessibility. You know, For us, getting back to the same theme, we like to educate clients. We want to be adding value in every communication, and we communicate in a lot of different ways from phone calls, emails, webinars, events. And so that for us is really important. And we think we do a good job, possibly to the point that our clients actually are annoyed with us. And then second, I would say off of his list, objectivity and accountability. You know, we're always here. We're explaining, you know, what's going on in the world. We're taking an objective approach to it. We're not thinking about, you know, anything about what's most important to our clients. Taylor, how are you building investment research and portfolio construction into all the other things they have to do as a business owner and advisor? Are there specific external resources or platforms that you've found success weaving into your business? You know, we have the benefit of coming from wirehouses where we had access to a ton of information. And now we're partnered with Schwab, who again, gives us a ton of resources. So we leverage 
a lot of different resources depending on the situation. We have external managers who we've got some really good research, but out of all of that noise and all of those resources, there's really just two or three that have been the best for us for the longest time. They've been consistent. So we really value those partnerships the most. That's great. Thank you. And uh, what would you say to anyone thinking about breaking away from the wirehouse or large firm model and going independent? I know this is a very hot topic right now across the industry. For sure. Well, first of all, I'd say call me. I'm happy to talk with anybody about it for you know, 20, 30 minutes and just kind of talk about my experience. And then second, I would say that it's really not as hard as it seems. Once you've decided to take the step, go for it. The hardest part is probably the due diligence you're going to need to do on figuring out what version, right? Do you want to go fully independent like we are, or do you want to do some shade of independence, something else? So as you're navigating that space, you're going to want to do a lot of due diligence on the technology partnerships you decide to use. And in addition, the one thing I'd add to that is do your due diligence, make the best decision possible, but don't be afraid to pivot. For example, for us, we thought we had the greatest client portal in the world when we first launched in 2018, and no one used it. We asked our clients why, and they were like, well, this isn't really the information I want. I want XYZ instead. So next year we changed. Same thing with our financial planning software. We went through two different iterations before we landed on the one that really wows our clients. They engage with it. They love it. So you know, make the best decision you can as quickly as you can. But if it's not working, change. That's great advice, Taylor. What is a skill that you believe an advisor starting on their journey today should really focus on developing and getting into the field? I think the biggest thing for people in our position is communication, right? How are you empathetic and understanding to what's going on in a person's life? How are you taking really complex things that we might think are so easy, like what is an ETF or what is a mutual fund? A lot of people don't even understand that. So how do we take these complex things and make them easy to understand? How do we use language that can simplify things? And then ultimately, how can we communicate consistently in a way that helps people make the right decision for their situation? That's great. So I think we're going to go for the closing questions here. We greatly appreciate you being a willing participant in the podcast today. We at Harbor believe wholeheartedly in active management, but every financial professional has their own take. What is your philosophy and where does active matter the most? So when it comes to portfolio construction, we are firm believers in the core satellite approach where you know, you're know you using passive for a big piece of your portfolio and you're using active as satellites around it to achieve specific purposes. So for us, it's also not really a where, but more a when, right? And for the past 10 years, we've had the lowest interest rates in a long time. There's been you know a lot of saber rattling with geopolitics, but not an outright war. And now you look around and all of that has changed dramatically. We're seeing volatility in the bond market, in the stock market. We're seeing geopolitical challenges with COVID, what's going on in Ukraine. So for us, it's definitely a much more active approach to investing these days. We think that this is really entering an environment of very clear winners and losers in terms of the companies and the industries as we move through some major changes, you know, all the stuff I just touched upon. And then also, you know, thematically things like ESG, things like AI, Web3, you know, all that, just navigating that whole change to infotech. We think it's really important to have a big piece of active management, both in you know your equity sleeve, in your bond sleeve, and really anywhere that complements your portfolio. Again, with the caveat, it all depends on your goals and your situation. No, excellent. So how can people find you with your social sites? Pleasantstreetwealth.com is our website. You can find us at Pleasant Street Wealth on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. And yeah, we'd love to connect. And I do want to follow up on something you mentioned earlier. I did sign up for your monthly newsletter. I would encourage everybody who listens today to do so as well. I've definitely seen some of the other examples of what you've written, and I think it's very informative and helpful. Thank you. Now we're going to go to my favorite part of the podcast, which is our 60 Seconds with Taylor Nisi, or as I like to call it, the lightning round. 
Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, perfect. Hobby? Probably golf these days. Lacrosse position? Long stick midfield. Favorite podcast? Probably one of Michael Kitsy's. Profession, if you weren't an advisor? Coach or teacher? Last thing you watched for fun? Ted Lasso. Favorite famous Taylor? Swift, Lautner, or James? Probably Taylor Swift right now. Best career advice you've gotten? A mentor of mine helped me out a lot. I said, hey, Mark, what can I do for you? You've done so much for me. And he said, I'm on a mission to do as much good for as many people as possible. And that has really bled over into our own mission statement at Pleasant Street Wealth. Best advice you've given to a client? Business begets business. Messy desk or clean desk? Messy. Most used emoji in text messaging? Probably the laughing face. Mountains or beach? Beach. Mikey Powell or Paul Rebel? Powell. More important for advisors to be good listeners or good investors? Listeners. Hidden talent? Making pizza. Must visit spot in Falmouth? Eastman's bait and tackle? Favorite way to get active? Love to golf, tennis. Whether you're a seasoned advisor or just getting started, the Active Advisor brought to you by Harbor Capital offers professional insights for the financial advisor community. Visit us at harborcapital.com to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe to the Active Advisor on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date on investment trends, tried and tested research methods, and what your industry peers are up to. From all of us at Harbor Capital, thanks for tuning in. And now for important disclosures. This material is for informational purposes and is not intended to be relied upon as a forecast, research or investment advice and is not a recommendation, offer or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or adopt any investment strategy. The opinions expressed are as of 21st of April 2023 and are subject to change. The opinions expressed by the speakers do not necessarily represent the views of Harbour Capital Advisors, Inc. The information and opinions contained in this material are derived from proprietary and non-proprietary sources deemed by Harbour Capital Advisors, Inc. to be reliable and are not necessarily all-inclusive and are not guaranteed as to accuracy. This material may contain forward-looking information that is not purely historical in nature. Such information may include, among other things, projections and forecasts. There is no guarantee that any of these views will come to pass. This material may not be representative of the experience of other individuals. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the viewer. This material is not legal, tax or accounting advice. Please consult with a qualified professional for this type of advice. Investing involves risk including the risk of loss. Specific companies and issuers are mentioned for educational purposes only and should not be deemed a recommendation to buy or sell any securities. Any companies mentioned do not necessarily represent current or future holdings of any investment products. Harbour Capital Advisors Inc. does and may seek to do business with companies covered in this podcast. As a result, listeners should be aware that the firm may have a conflict of interest that could affect the objectivity of this podcast. This material is prepared by Harbour Capital Advisors, Inc. Harbour Capital Advisors, Inc. is not affiliated with Pleasant Street Wealth Advisors. All trademarks or product names mentioned herein are the property of their respective owners. Copyright 2023 Harbour Capital Advisors, Inc. All rights reserved.